0: Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Steve Cullum, and I am your host for the next 30 minutes or so as we talk to another amazing youth worker out there in the trenches doing the great work of Jesus with teenagers and families. We're incredibly glad that you're here joining us today, especially if this is your first time. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you've been coming back month after month, thank you so much for that and continue to get the word out there to other youth workers who need to hear these messages and, and this encouragement from other youth workers who are out there in the trenches, just right alongside all of us. Today, we're going to be joined by a good friend of mine named Bethany Needham, and she is the director of student ministries at Chapel of the Cross in Westboro, Massachusetts. And I'm so uh, excited for you to hear this conversation that I had with Bethany. But before that, let's talk about these awesome sponsors that we have that sponsor this podcast. Without them, a lot of this wouldn't be possible. First up is WorkCampNE. Their website is W-O-R-K-C-A-M-P-N-E.com. If you're looking for a mission trip opportunity in the United States, mostly in the Northeast, make sure you check out their website. They're going to have several trips this year in Vermont and New Hampshire, and they're actually doing one in Illinois as well. Make sure you check them out. We've been partnering with WorkCampNE for the last 10 years it's been awesome for our students to be able to have this opportunity to go and partner with other church youth groups and serve the underprivileged, the elderly, the needy and, and some minor home repairs. It's been an awesome opportunity for them to go and serve, but also to worship with other youth groups and stuff when we come back to the, the schools that we stay at and then, you know, be able to just have some fun with others and everything and just really grow in their faith. So make sure you check out W O R K C A M P. NE.com for Work Camp Ne's website. And we also want to thank the National Network of Youth Ministries and Reach Youth New England. Both of them are combined sponsorship for the podcast. And uh, the National Network's website is youthworkers.net. And Reach Youth New England's website, it's reachyouthne.com both of these uh, organizations are all about bringing youth workers together student ministers bringing us all together and uh, and it's really all it's about because their theme is is it's better together we are better together and and that's truly the, the case we are so much better when we combine our our efforts and and just realize that we're on the same team together we're doing all this great work for Jesus together and so if you're not connected with other youth workers in your area make sure you check out either youthworkers.net or or reach youthne.com. And now with all that out of the way, let's jump into this conversation with Bethany. Not only is she a student minister, but she also recently launched her own podcast called Hey Girl. She's gonna talk about that a little later in the conversation, but she's got a lot to share today, especially about balance in student ministry because there's a lot, there's, you really need balance. I know a lot of you are listening and you're like, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm having a lot of trouble balancing all this. And Bethany's gonna talk about that today. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Bethany.
1: Oh, you're welcome.
0: And uh, for those uh, uh, people out there that have never heard of Bethany Needham, tell us a little about yourself. What's your story? What's God been doing in your life to bring you to this point?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I currently live in Westboro, Massachusetts, but um, from When I was born all the way up till now, I moved around quite a bit. So I am originally from New England, born in Maine as a pastor's kid. Um, I was the youngest of five kids. And growing up in a a pastor's home is an adventure of its own. (laughs) But um, for me, what that meant was I knew a lot about who God was. And I could probably tell you a whole lot of Bible stories But I didn't necessarily grab hold of what it looked like to have a relationship with Jesus until I was actually in my teen years. And so um, for me, I would say probably the greatest part of my story started when I was 14 years old and I was at a summer camp and the gospel message was shared and just something about that night, God really got a hold of my heart and kind of called me by name and the first time for me that I really responded and understood kind of what I was committing to. And so I was in Canada at the time because we had lived there about 10 years of my life. And so it wasn't too long after that, that my dad resigned from his church there and we came back to New England. And so I lived in Maine for a short while, finished up high school, did a year of Bible school at New Brunswick Bible Institute back in Canada. Um and during this time is when I actually met my husband at another summer camp. So summer camps obviously <laughs> had a huge impact in my yeah. life. So it's actually
0: a theme that I I'm finding with a lot of youth ministers that I'm talking to is camp is a huge role um in the life of a teenager. So kudos really? to all those people out there that are doing camp because it's making a it's making a big difference.
1: I love that because my husband works at a camp now. So um yeah, Camp Berea in uh, Hebrew, New Hampshire. He's he's on staff. So we're still kind of investing in that side of ministry. Mm-hmm. But um, we got married quite young. I was 18 and I want to say he was 21 on our wedding day. And so we began our journey. We actually were also at a Christian camp then. He worked full-time at Monadnock Bible Conference in Jaffrey, New Hampshire. And I found out very shortly after we got married that I was going to going to be a mom, a little unplanned. We had thought we would wait a little while and God thought then was good. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I kind of, those first few years of our marriage was definitely me kind of adjusting to being a mom. I had my son, Josiah, and then my daughter, Mercy, came less than two years after that. And so, Uh, In my young 20s, probably by 21, I had had both my kids. And so that was my, basically carried me through my 20s. Being a mom, I did a little bit of, or I was involved somewhat in the youth ministry at Manadnock when we were there. And then um, in 2008, my husband responded um, to a call. God just called us away from Manadnock and opened the store at a church, Chapel of the Cross in Westboro, to come and be a youth minister. So we packed up our family and moved here. And he served in that role. I kind of volunteered alongside. By this point, I knew that I loved working with students. Like I had been involved enough that um, I especially enjoyed any kind of discipleship. With I began a girls' discipleship group as soon as we got here, um, just out of our home. Mm-hmm. and. It was awesome the first two years because year one, it was like three girls. Year two, it was like 15 girls, and then it was 30 girls, and then we needed a bigger house. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, three years after that was a big transition for us. My husband, Andy, um, he decided to take his band that up to that point had been kind of a hobby and take a step of faith and pursue it full-time. So he hit the road with the band. And within a two-month span, we had both our kids in full-time school, Andy on the road with the band, and I began a full-time role at our church as the new director of student ministries. So... It was a lot of change in our (laughs) family that year. Um, And that first year was, it was challenging. It was, I had never worked full time out of the home at that point. So I was adjusting to that. We had never been apart so much with him traveling. So adjusting to that. And then um, obviously the kids as well, just getting used to both of those things. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I just, it's an incredible thing when you think of, I look back and just think of what God knew that I had no idea. Mm. And I kind of said going into the role, I'll do it for a year and help this ministry transition. They were already transitioning with a lead pastor, and I was really just thinking this would be kind of hard on students if we also made a change in (laughs) our our students. So I kind of stepped in as like a cushion, and then after a year, I was like— I think I really like this. Like, yeah. I'm I stick with it. So, May 1st, I would have been in this role for six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, one year extended a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I some people know me as, as the youth director at chapel, um, my students and people in our church. I also do um, just some speaking around New England with from girls' conferences to more recently uh, a lot of women's retreats and conferences, so some people know me as that. Um, a lot know me as Andy Needham's wife <laughs> because he traveled with the band, and definitely most recent... I've entered into that Josiah's mom and Mercy's mom, because they're 13 and 11, so they have social lives that were greater than mine ever was at their age. So I also have that part-time role as an Uber driver for them and dropping them off where they need to go. Uh, They pay you for that? You know, (laughs) I wish they would be so in debt already, so no... It's the least I can do and that's when I get to listen to podcasts. So yeah. um I enjoy the time in the car and they get to have friends which I'm not sure I did at their age. So
0: <laughs> Cool. I'm sure it's a great time to to connect with their their peers as well and and try to to play a a good, you know, mentoring role or maybe just a, you know, another, you know, positive parental figure in in their friends' lives as well.
1: Absolutely. I say it's a whole new season my son is in student ministry now my daughter starts uh this summer she'll be in student (laughs) ministry and it is a great connection my joke is that i know more about the students in my student ministry with my kids in it than i ever wanted to know (laughs) i have too much of an inside
0: sometimes it's nice to be blissfully unaware of what's really going on yeah
1: yes exactly (laughs)
0: So let's move into what your actual ministry looks like. I know you're involved in several different things with the church and speaking and all this different stuff. So, what's uh, (laughs) maybe there's no typical day or typical week for you, uh, but what's what how would you, I guess, uh, describe your ministry on a regular basis?
1: Sure. Uh, You're right. In ministry, there's very rarely typical, but um, what we aim for is Sunday is a real big day of ministry for me in my church. Um, we run a Sunday morning service for our students. And so between helping out and regular church stuff, I often, if you ever visit my church, you will find me at the welcome desk because uh, I'm a people person. And so I love that spot, getting to meet new people every Sunday morning and definitely connecting with guests. But if you come during second service, you'll find me teaching because uh, I do enjoy just being with the students. And we have a really unique Sunday morning right now where we take our Sunday morning class and we actually, the kids are encouraged to go to first service, take notes from the sermon, and then we actually walk through those in second service. and give the kids a chance to kind of process the sermon and help them understand where there are things along the way that they're like, I have no idea what they were talking about or, um, and it's just been a really good way to kind of help them transition into being really engaged in service. And so that's been a really, I've really, really enjoyed it with them. And also the insights that they have from listening to a sermon is incredible. Yeah. Um, so that's I cool. They that
0: especially I, grab it right after they hear it too. Um, oh, yeah. I, is that – where did you get that idea? Because um, I've actually – this is the first time I've heard of a church really doing that, which is a great idea, I think. But I, I'm just shocked that this is the first time I've actually heard that of it <laughs> happening like that.
1: Um, Honestly, the idea came out of my brain, I guess. Yeah. The Holy Spirit, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I – I have a heart for kids in the transitioning or really being a part of the church. That was something that was hugely influential for me as a young person is just always being plugged in. But I've also had been noticing a trend with students that that, um, they were not necessarily attending services or really engaged in anything outside of student ministry. And, we aren't, <laughs> we aren't the church. We're part of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wanted, as I talked to them and realized how many of them just felt like they didn't understand what was going on or it was boring. And so even digging deeper than that, because that's usually the first answer they give you is it's boring, is, okay, well, explain the boring side. And for most of those kids, it's that they just didn't understand. A lot of them don't have don't take notes like they don't get taught in school anymore how to Mm. how to process with notes Mm. and that was a huge thing for them as far as how they service teaching them how you take notes and that kind of helps you keep your mind on track and some kids I've taught it helps that I have an ADD brain because I feel like I (laughs) empathize with those kids Um, but teaching kids who you know maybe writing notes isn't their thing but they are doodlers like Okay, let's doodle, but let's doodle on topic, like, and help yourself kind of retain this information mm-hmm. and process it in a way that works for you. So some of them cool. bring in like drawings of the sermon. <laughs> mm.
0: Cool. So that's what Sunday morning looks like then what else yeah. what else is going on for you? and
1: So when church wraps up, uh, it's time to shift gears and set up for student ministry that evening. Um, Sunday evening is our main weekly program. We run middle school from 4.30 to 6.30, and high school runs from 7.00 to 8.30. I have about 21 volunteers that are connected in to that ministry. That's a big part of what we do. I um, lead an incredible team. We call them the dream team. Um, And they do anything from lead games to um, lead small groups for middle school students and so the middle schoolers come in, it's it's very middle school, high energy, the music's cranking, they have a hangout time, there's always a big game. We're very theme-driven in our games. Okay. We try it for a month, we'll have kind of a theme. So this month will be dodge squad. So some version of dodgeball will be played. And for me, I kind of went that direction to help our kids. Um, we have some kids on the spectrum who it helps them to know what Mm. to expect. It helps them to really be able to engage more. So it seemed like such a simple shift to be able to really um help it be more fun for those kids. So that way they just kind of know what's coming up. They yep. know what to expect and they finish the game um and they had pretty much right into small groups. We do our teaching and discussions within the small groups. Okay. So each small group leader is teaching and also leading kind of the follow up. So they're learning in small groups as well as kind of processing in small groups. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's middle school. After that, they head out. It's a quick turnaround to high school. Yeah. High school comes in. They're much more laid back crew. They like their pizza. They like to kind of hang out and play card games or whatever. And then we do upfront teaching for them on Sunday evenings. Yeah. Um, this year, we've had a lot of different members from our church come in and give their testimonies mm. and share about uh, basically when they made a decision for Christ and mm-hmm. what their lives have looked like since then, what is their journey kind of been. And that's been amazing to get to know. We had some of our worship leaders, the associate pastor, and then just honestly, for lack of a better term, random church members And yeah. I'm like, hey, would you come and just share your story? And so we had one of the oldest women in our church who is a prayer warrior and come and tell her story. And it was just Amazing to see the high schoolers just so engaged with her, and um, and she was so nervous, which was adorable. Yeah. But <laughs> they do a great job. So that's high school. Um, cool. Do you have Sunday. do you have
0: small groups as a part of that, or is that just upfront teaching and that's it?
1: We do. Uh, Upfront teaching and then some together discussion on Wednesday evening. We have a high school, their small group meets on Wednesday evening in my home. So it's a separate night for them in small groups. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's about it. We've got Sunday and Wednesday. Those are kind of our two big days. Okay, cool. And
0: you do a lot of speaking, of course, and some other things that that you run. You want to talk about uh, what you do with um, the different conferences and the women's stuff that you do?
1: Yeah. I actually just got back last weekend. I was away um, speaking at a women's retreat in New Hampshire. I try and limit right now. um, It really has to do with season of life. Mm. And just with the things that I have going on, and we're launching some new things right now, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. But um, I've been trying to stick to maybe two speaking engagements per season. So say spring I go out two weekends and, and then I cap it. Then I'm, then I'm booked (laughs) and that seems to have been a good balance for me to not totally be overwhelmed. And also I don't, traveling on the weekends is a big deal for me because that is my time with my kids. So, um, it's a lot of sacrifice for us when I do choose to go on the road right now. So yeah. And my favorite speaking thing is actually a conference that I'm, Got to start with my friend Christine. And um, we are going into year five, but it's a Simply Beautiful conference. It's a conference for teen girls, which has really morphed into a conference for teen girls, their moms, mentors, youth leaders, whomever. Um, And it's just a one day conference we do in the fall um, that is just an incredible day and so I get to do the keynotes for that so a morning and evening session but I also have had the privilege um, for the last couple of years of running a moms and mentor session that we kind of added in Hmm. after we realized how many moms and mentors were there that day yeah so and that's a really really that's a special part of what I get to do yeah uh, in that day
0: cool so I You got a lot going on. You get different areas of ministry. I, I want to actually, um, I, I noticed what you tweeted, actually, uh, earlier today. i just want to read this because I think it, it's perfect. And I'm experiencing a lot of this at the same moment as well. You said, seasons of change make finding balance a moving target. Um <laughs> Talk about that a little more. What is it like to, as you're going through all these changes and trying to find balance between all these areas of of really good ministry, but how do you balance it all?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, for the moving target piece, is it's something that always has to keep being evaluated and reevaluated. You may find something that goes well for six months, and then you know things change, or new things added on, or or something off your plate, and it's time to kind of shift things around again. So my method, which for better or worse, is I am. Working very hard with a calendar, and I do kind of bullet journaling. Which, if you go on Pinterest, you can see what all that looks like. Um, but I have kind of three, uh, three things I like to keep in front of me. Uh, number one is looking ahead at the next season, kind of having my calendar set. I am that youth leader that by July I'll have our whole year calendar done for student ministry. So September through spring here's all of our main things. Um, and that's kind of set. Now, obviously there's some flexibility with little things, but for the most part, I want big events on the calendar. So we know, we know what's happening. The next one is, um, uh, basically like a, a month looking within a month. I would say when I lay out my calendar, I have to have a paper calendar because if I look at a month on a paper calendar, I get a much better sense of how full Mm. and whether or not there is margin. And so keeping an eye on that and making sure there is not too much ink, (laughs) I color code it to help me. So I color code it for family, for work and for Sabbath. Mm. And so anything that is, has to do with my family and investing in them is one color work is another. And then anything that is for just rest for me and so that helps me, again, visually keep an eye on yeah. how is my balance. Is
0: I want to stop you real quick. You yeah. schedule in your Sabbath time.
1: Absolutely. That you is, don't?
0: is <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying I don't, but <laughs> but I, I schedule my weekly time. But I think that is probably something that we should not gloss over, I think, for <laughs> anybody that is listening to make sure that we we are probably being incredibly intentional about that, because I think that's. Probably the thing that is easily looked over when busyness happens is we all of a sudden just, even though we're in ministry, we just like, oh yeah, we'll we'll eventually get around to God. Um, yeah. But like that's that should be the most important thing.
1: Yeah. No. Definitely. And I'm someone that I have a couple of different types of Sabbath rest. I have the weekly like this is my day. Um, I have daily, like, this is, this is carved out Mm. for me and God. And it's kind of like, like any important appointment you would make, it's Mm. blacked out, like, sorry, I'm not available during (laughs) this time. And so, and then I also really gain a lot, especially in the busyness of ministry, those things are great for kind of ongoing Mm -hmm. endurance. But seasonally, like usually at least once a season, I try and pick an overnight of some kind, um, and I'll do like a two- or three-day Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And I have—the last one was one of my favorites because I did it with a fellow ministry leader, and we met at a retreat center, and we spent three days uh, in, in the Word, in journaling, and we went on long walks together and drank a lot of coffee. And it was just so refreshing for both of us um, and just, I mean, you come back so pumped up and ready mm. to go. And, um, yeah, so I highly recommend yeah. scheduling and Sabbath because that is the first thing that will go yep. when your calendar gets full. So.
0: Cool. So any, any other tips that you've picked up along the way to balance all that or is that if you stick to that? That's pretty much helps you kind of keep within, within a, a somewhat balanced life. <laughs>
1: Somewhat balanced, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that, and it was my boss that kind of gave me um, words of wisdom Mm -hmm. as I began speaking more, which is to not say yes immediately to opportunities. And when you go to your calendar, to not just look at the day to see Mm -hmm. if it's free, but to look at the weeks leading up and the Mm -hmm. weeks leading out. Because speaking in particular for me is can be quite a spiritual battle to get in and then just exhaustion. You feel like you're coming off the mountain on the other side. And so being wise about what are the other things in your calendar leading in and out of that um, so that you're being fair to all both sides, Mm. the people you're speaking to and also the people that you are already responsible for on either side of that engagement. So, yeah, that's been incredibly helpful for me in drawing boundaries.
0: That's great. Yeah. I've, I think I've (laughs) experienced, uh, that on the negative side many times, um, to realize, yeah, that's there. It's incredibly important to look at the entire, you know, the, yeah, the weeks leading up to the event or, and after as well, because I sometimes have looked at the calendar and like, yeah, sure. I'm free. We'll do that. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, you know, two weeks out, I'm like, Oh man, why'd I say yes to this? <laughs> but at the time, I was like, sure, I can do it.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's why he gave me the advice from a lot of negative yeah. <laughs> experiences.
0: <laughs> like I'm seeing there's a trend here. <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So what are some other tips, uh, tricks that you picked up along the way that maybe, you know, a few years ago, you're like, Bethany, you should have learned this. You should, you should know this. So if there was a, a magic time machine that you could actually go back in time five, six years ago when you're starting out mm-hmm. in ministry and and say, you know, if I would have known this at that time, it would have been really helpful?
1: Um, First of all, that's a great question. And I wish I had a time machine. (laughs) But I would say, um, you know, first and foremost, and this is an ongoing lesson for me, but I'm going to put it way to the top of um, things I've learned in ministry, is how important it is for myself, um, for my for my teams, the people that I work with to be proactive in prayer rather than reactive in method. Mm. And, um, I just have, for me, I'm somebody who is always evaluating and looking at things, and you know, I'm not someone that's afraid of change to a fault, like I'm the one that has to be like, "Hey, come on, we just changed this, settle down <laughs> um and because of that, I tend to be somebody who's a doer, like, "Oh, numbers are going down, Let's figure out what it is, and let's fix it, like go, 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 and have many times in my ministry um missed opportunities to just pause and go before God. And if nothing more than to remember who it is that's accomplishing the ministry in the first place. Um, but prayer, it sounds like such a like, christian ease answer, hmm. but I think it's something that if I could go back six years, I'd be like, girl, get on your knees. <laughs> like You can go to as many conferences and meet with as many mentors as you want, but you're missing the one and most important thing, um, which is you really... This has got to be led by God's spirit and let him decide the numbers and the size and Mm. all of those things. And so um, that's definitely a big one. The other one is um, the amount of time to spend a greater amount of time investing in my leaders Mm. rather than individual students. Mm. And that sounds terrible (laughs) because I love my students. right? But... um, investing in my students really puts a cap on my ministry very quickly because I only have so much bandwidth. However, when I can invest my time in leaders that can in turn invest their time in a group of students, um, it just multiplies Mm
0: -hmm.
1: way faster and way greater than me on my own. And so as crazy as it sounds, this last couple of years, one of the things that I've done kind of on and off. We've named it different things. Now it's called B time, but it's basically, um, rather than focusing so much on leaders meetings, every time we need to talk, we're going to have a leaders meeting. I would schedule each month, a, um, a one-to-one or B time with Mm. individual leaders or married couples. And so we'd grab coffee. I've gone out to breakfast with them. We've just met in my office, but, for twofold. One is to talk life and to know what's going on for them and how I can be praying for them. And secondly, is to give them the opportunity to speak into the ministry, like, hey, you know, you're on the front lines here. What are you seeing? What are you sensing? And I have gained more out of those times than I think every leader's (laughs) meeting combined in all the years that I've done ministry and all it costs me is time. Mm. (laughs) And I honestly, I see it very much as an investment. So I wouldn't even use the word cost. It definitely, um, it comes back around, but I also feel like I know my leaders, like I never have before. And that makes you feel more of a team and a family than I don't do good with the, just, I just want to tell you what to do and get it done. Like that one's a little harder for me, but if I feel like we're working together I enjoy that. And I think they do as well. I don't know. Maybe some of them just want me to boss them around.
0: (laughs) Maybe some of them are in just for maybe a free coffee or something.
1: Yeah. I tell them all the time that it's on me. So you, (laughs) at the very least, you got something out of it.
0: no I think that's that 's a, a really good point too is, in, in tying it back into uh, the busyness of your schedule as well. Um, you, you talked about you know your bandwidth, you only have so much, and if we 're able to invest in our leaders even more, we can really multiply our bandwidth through them in, yes. in a huge way and and I think you know not that you know who knows what God will do in our own personal lives as ministry people um, but you know, there's times where God says, Hey, I want you to go move on to something else. And I think the investment that we have made into our leaders will allow that ministry to carry on without us there. And I think that's incredibly important as well.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely.
0: Cool. So Bethany, it has been a pleasure to have you on today. I am sure that people are going to want to hear more about you. They're going to ask questions. So (laughs) you got, you know, the speaking stuff going on. You got your own ministry. Uh, You got a podcast that um, as of recording this now, we're not, it hasn't started yet, but by the time we release this, this will, you've actually started your own podcast. Now's your time to plug it all. Uh, (laughs) What, where can people find more about Bethany Needham? Because I
1: know they're going to want to absolutely well first you can schedule a beat time no, no just <laughs> kidding <laughs> um so I have a website actually bethanyneedhamcom and you can connect with me in a lot of ways there uh, first and foremost we're so excited about the podcast coming out my friend Jen Parker and I um, just really through our connection through the Simply Beautiful conference, um, through conversations I've had with women um, at conferences I've spoken at and attended, just really got a stirred in my heart, a desire to encourage women in their stages of life, the places that God's called them. Um, I recently actually last weekend spoke about this idea of God inviting us to the table. And it wasn't this, hey, come on in and pick a seat. It was, you have a name on a name tag, like there's a place for you and God's designed you for it and he's called you to it. And there are seasons when that seems really small and insignificant and there are seasons when it may seem huge, but regardless of the season, it matters. Mm -hmm. It matters that you play your part. And when we all play our parts, that's when the body is built up and that's when the kingdom advances. And so Jen and I have come together and with the mission of, of kind of telling a variety of stories of women around the, around the region that we meet along the way who are who are doing that. They are playing their part and we've gotten to interview quite a few already and just The diversity of the calling on these women's lives, Mm -hmm. it's been amazing to listen to their stories. And we just hope that this is something that encourages women, um, encourages them not to pursue someone else's journey, but to Mm -hmm. really be faithful in their own. And I just, for me, I'm somebody that is often inspired by stories and by seeing God work in other people's lives. So that's what Hey Girl is about. You can look up the podcast at at Hey Girl Pod. We're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And the Hey Girl podcast will be releasing the 1st of May. So we're very excited. We're coming up on it. Um, so that's one thing that's going on my website. You can also that's a place you can book me for speaking. I do some blogging there. Um, so if you want to criticize my <laughs> lack of writing skills, that's <laughs> a place to do it. I think I'm a better speaker than I am writer, but it's good to exercise new gifts. So um, and then social media, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Facebook and Twitter as well. I think on Twitter, I'm um, at girl Needham. So uh, but on Facebook and Instagram, it's Bethany Needham. And I love to connect. I am honestly I joke about scheduling a B time, (laughs) but. If their ministry leaders listening, and they're you know I'd love to sit down and have coffee and talk ministry, I really try and intentionally leave time in my calendar to make those things happen. And especially with people that aren't connected to anything I'm doing, but are serving, um, are serving where God's placed them, hmm. it's a privilege for me, and it fills me to connect with those people. So. That's me and that's how you can connect. I give you my cell, but that's going a little far. So <laughs> Yeah, maybe.
0: you can get that after you after you know a little more.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd like to interview you first before I give you my cell
0: phone. <laughs> to go through a whole application process and everything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cool.
0: Well, thank you again for joining us today. And uh, Bethany, may may God bless your ministry and all the different aspects of ways that you're making a, an impact for God's kingdom. Awesome.
1: Thanks so much, Steve.
0: And thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Student Ministry Podcast. We are so grateful for your regular listening to this podcast and sharing it out there. As well, if you could... please do me a favor. If you like what you hear on this podcast, make sure you leave a positive review on one of the the places out there like iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn Radio or or something like that so that we kind of rise up to the top among other student ministry podcasts and other podcasts out there because that's one of the ways that we can make sure that other people hear this is that we kind of have some positive reviews out there. So like I said, only if you like it, make sure you leave a positive review. Make sure you share it on social media. Get the the word out there to other youth workers who are out there in the trenches doing the great work of Jesus and just need to hear some encouragement for some other youth workers that, that are doing it as well. Maybe some tips that, that they can take along with them and make their ministry even better. We are so grateful for our sponsors who make this podcast happen. The Work Camp NE website is workcampne.com. The National Network of Youth Ministries website is youthworkers.net and Reach Youth New England is at reachyouthne.com. We are we're so grateful for their sponsorship we're so grateful for you for tuning in once again and make sure like i said get the word out there contact me if you have anybody that you're like man i i have someone that really needs to be on the student ministry podcast make sure you get in touch with me you can contact me on twitter at steve cullum or you can actually email the student ministry podcast at student ministry at gmail.com Both of those ways are great for getting in touch with me. And yeah, drop me a hint and say, hey, you know what? This person would be awesome to get on the show. I would love to get in touch with them and and get them on sometime. So thanks once again for tuning in and may God bless your industry.